Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Cutting Through the Noise. Today we're going to be talking about social and display ads. And joining me today is Michelle. So, Sean, this subject, uh, social and display ads, seems like it's something that anybody can kind of get into, but in your experience with um, either platform, is there a time that you would prefer choosing, uh, you know, social ads over display ads, or do you recommend people just go ahead head first and do both? I guess, what's your strategy when it comes to setting up these ads? Well, just like, you know, all the traction channels we talk about, it really depends on your end goal. Um, you know, when you're talking about social ads, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, um, you know, that's a really good opportunity to drive likes on your page, drive signups. Um, you know, you can target very specifically based on interest. And, you know, you're really trying to, um, you know, get a very clear conversion and you can set up different conversions for every ad. You know, whether you said you're getting a sign up uh, to your email list or you're getting somebody to like a page or you're getting somebody to click through um, to uh, purchase something on your site. I think with display, um, a lot of times there's sort of the awareness factor. You know, obviously there's the click-through and there's the same types of conversions, but um, you're really also from a visual standpoint um, trying to drive awareness and sort of brand awareness. Um, you know, and also, you know, with social, you're kind of keeping people a lot of times within their environment. Um, so, you know, whether you're driving page likes or leads, they're, they're not being asked to leave, um, which, you know, is increases the likelihood that they're going to engage with your ads. Okay. So, yeah. So do you maybe want to touch a little bit on, um, you know, just for those listeners who maybe aren't 100% sure what the display network is and just how those ads look? Yeah. So in another episode of Cutting Through the Noise, we talked about search engine marketing, specifically paid search. The nice thing about the Google Display Network is it gets your ads out into the world on many sites where people are visiting. Um, you know, it can target them um, based on where else they've browsed on the web um, or just target by website. And well, obviously, you know, Google search can generate tons of impressions and, and tons of clicks. The Google Display Network is infinitely bigger because there are more websites. Um, so. This is another way to kind of get in front of people when they're browsing um, in their kind of day-to-day web activity. And again, it, it's something that, you know, the volume that it showed and the repetition is going to be important um, to the point where it's not too much. I mean, everybody's been to, you know, some sort of e-commerce website and then seen ads uh, for the next 10 days, which can be a little much. But the big thing is it just gets you on websites um, and a lot cheaper. So as opposed to spending, you know, six figures on placing an ad on or, you know, places like that, you can actually, you know, get display ads in places that are in their network. Um, And it's, you know, millions and millions and billions of page views and websites um, and things like that. So it can kind of get you in a bunch of different places rather than just buying a set and forget it ad on a specific website. Nice. And so I know uh, you've also spent quite a bit of time on social ads, uh, the platforms. And of course, you know, that could be not limited to just Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. It can be out to LinkedIn, um, Reddit, and a couple other pages, as well as almost numer- uh, 
it's almost limitless with that. Uh, in your experience, when it comes to these platforms, are the metrics still the same across all platforms that you're trying to reach? Or is it, again, just one of those things where, you know, you really got to know your client and just choose a platform that might work best for them? Yeah, I think you have to start with the audience and the goal. Um, you know, for example, if you're trying to sell clothing to, um, you know, a certain demographic, let's say, you know, somebody in their early 20s, um, probably going to spend a lot of time on Instagram and, and advertising on mobile devices. Um, and, you know, the ability that you can do that and very specifically target by type of device, by platform, by interest, things like that is, is pretty powerful. Um, and, you know, advertising on Instagram, you know, since it's through Facebook is kind of the best of both worlds because it is the interest targeted. It's, you know, native to where they're um, spending their time, but it also has the display aspect to it. You know, if you were um, trying to go after people from a B2B standpoint, so maybe you're trying to generate leads um, because you're trying to get people to move into a development park that you have. LinkedIn is going to be the best uh, avenue for that because you can really hyper-target based on people's job titles, um, industries, and you know show them lead forms and other ads there. So you really have to start with the age, interest um, of the audience and kind of work back from there. So something new um, that we've been sort of experimenting with um, on Facebook is Dynamic Creative. Uh, Michelle, do you want to talk a little bit about what that um, entails and how you, you've used it? Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, Facebook has rolled out this format for ads. It's called Dynamic Creative. And it's just another way to help make it easier for advertisers to get um, multiple ads out for, you know, same audiences, but to get multiple variations of an ad. Uh, and it's pretty, pretty unique in the fact that it helps save time, but also lets you test out, uh, you know, multiple, um, it lets you test out a lot of different things and in a very easy platform. So for instance, what I could do is, uh, you know, choose maybe five to 10 images that I want to test for maybe I'm trying to, uh, again, we'll go with the retail example. If I'm trying to sell something for retail and what I want to do is I have, you know, five to 10 images of, uh, you know, different outfits. And what I could do is I can put this or upload those images and then I can go ahead and write another, I don't know, I think it's kind of, I don't think there actually is a, a limit to the number of like headlines or ad copies. But what you do is you can come up with different variations of, you know, the headline, ad copy, the call to action button. And from there, uh, Facebook will actually, you know, store all that information. And then when you publish it, it'll just come up with multiple combinations of each you know, headline, ad copy, and image, or anything else that you're testing. And it will actually show you the results um, as you start gaining data uh, of you know, which ones are performing best based off of you know, what one people were interacting with it, or what they clicked through, or if they submitted a lead through it. And it's a super awesome tool just because it does cut down on time. But instead of you spending you know, an hour or two trying to come up with very creative combinations, it just kind of automates it and does it for you. And so I found that it's been a really useful tool. Um, and actually, I have also been exploring um, in Google Ads, they have a similar feature that's in beta version right now, but it's their responsive text ads. And it's the same concept. You know, you come up with multiple descriptions, multiple headlines, and Google will try to optimize and uh, show, you know, your audience the most relevant ones to them. 
All right. So as we've talked, there's already um, so many different ways on social ads to reach out to your audiences. Um, But I know Sean's had some experience working with advertising through event responses and really trying to improve numbers of people to your Facebook events. Uh, Sean, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so, I mean, everybody's seen sort of events um, on there where you can mark interested going, um, you know, things like that. nice thing about those events is it really um, kind of expands the reach out to a certain person's kind of social um, network. And, you know, when somebody RSVPs for an event, people within um, their friends and within their network are going to see that. So we actually had this opportunity to use Facebook and the event to drive – an offline conversion. Um, so one of our clients was having uh, a warehouse sale, and you know they're primarily um, sell online in terms of uh, direct sales. But we wanted to get people to a certain place in a very uh, small region on two specific days. So we created an event ad, um, and it allowed people to RSVP. It was very clear, saying two days only, you have to be in this location. So it drove hundreds and hundreds of responses, which was fantastic because we were really trying something new and driving people somewhere offline. And kind of the great thing about it is people were sharing it and people were liking the ad, not just responding. And it got to a point where people were even having a conversation amongst themselves in the comments section about wanting to go. And there was one group that was actually trying to decide between Saturday and Sunday, and it was a whole comment stream um, for the world to see. Um, wow. But just, you know, so it kind of drove excitement, and the reach was amazing, and uh, the event turned out great. And that was sort of one of only two ways that it was promoted. Um, and, you know, the other nice thing about doing an event ad is it really did look even more native um, than a sponsored post did. Nice. And so I guess that brings up a thought in my head about uh, engagement on ads and, you know, like people, um, you know, really interacting with what you're putting out there. Have you noticed across the different social ad platforms, is there maybe one that is tends to have higher engagement than others? Or do you find that they're kind of about the same across all platforms? I think on Facebook, there's definitely more engagement. Um, you know, it, it says sponsored in there and some are very clearly ads. Um you know, but some aren't. I mean, we sort of prime a lot of posts, um, you know, for our clients. So rather than creating a brand new ad, um, we're actually just pushing an existing piece of content out there into the world in a um, broader fashion. Um, you know, sometimes you can drill down and to the point where you just want to show the ad to people who already like your page just to make sure they don't miss it. Uh, just because Facebook's algorithms are a little wonky and not everybody's going to see everything you post. Um, and you know, that brings up the other point, too, that um, you really need to be creating compelling content, both for your ad and on your page. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you should create compelling content all the time, but, you know, <laughs> you need to think about it in the sense of, okay, if I'm paying to reach somebody, I really need to make sure that this um, drives the message home um, and, you know, promotes engagement. You know, I think LinkedIn, um, a little less so, you know, people will like a post, fill out a form. Um, but I think the kind of whole point of Facebook in general is engagement and thumbing up and liking and commenting. Um, you know, if you have that as a goal in mind um, and, you know, look at that as a conversion, then, you know, you're going to be in good shape. Yeah. And then another neat thing, you know, when you're talking about the organic content, for those who, like, you don't maybe have, like, a very large budget, it isn't too hard for you to, on your 
own personal like business page or not personal, but on your business page to be able to just put a couple dollars behind each boosted post. Like you don't have to commit to doing a large budget to it. So it's a neat feature to have. Yeah, I think the the key is, you know, as the barrier to kind of running these campaigns um, shrinks, you know, there's just a lot more ads out there, but that means there's a lot more not great ads out there. So, (laughs) you know, the more time that you can spend perfecting um, what you're showing, um, it's really going to make it stand out. And that's a combination of making the message clear, the image you're great, but also making it seem as organic um, as possible, which is another advantage um, of social advertising over display. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, search appears native, display is obviously not. Um, so it's something, um, just something to think about. All right, so we know in Google Ads that there's definitely ways that you can get quite targeted with your audiences. Um, when it comes to social ads though, are there other ways that you have found that are more effective when targeting your audiences other than just doing interest targeting? Yeah, so um, so within Facebook, you can create what they call uh, custom audiences. It just is another layer where you can target even more specifically um, because you're either going after somebody who's already interacted with your page or your website or closely identifies um, with somebody that you know is you know a fan. So for example, um, you could take your email list and upload it into Facebook, and it'll match um, the emails with people that are users on the platform and then show them ads. So you know that people already leaned in. They've already signed up to engage with your business or your company or your brand, um, and now you're just reinforcing that. You know, it's similar to showing ads to people who like your page. Um, You know, showing ads to people who are also getting your emails um, can be pretty powerful, especially when you combine it with sort of your email strategy. Um, you can also make what they call lookalike audiences, which, similar to the way you can show ads to friends of people who like your page, um, you, know, you can take that same email list, and then Facebook is going to create an audience um, of people that resemble the people that are on your email list. So based on interests and networks and combinations and six degrees of separation and Kevin Bacon and everything else, um, it's just a great way to sort of expand band and go broader, but doing so in a very targeted, specific way. Um, you're not just tossing it out there and you're not having to necessarily guess on some things, um, but you're really just showing ads to the people that um, you want to see them. Nice. You know, and it's something that you can do in paid search, um, but it just requires um, a much uh, larger budget and much larger spend over time. And Facebook, you can, like you said, spend a couple dollars, you can spend a couple thousand. Um, and in a lot of cases, the audience may be small, um, and that's okay because, you know, that keeps the cost down. So it sounds like you can, you know, upload the email list that you have. Uh, are you also able to create audiences based off of, like, existing followers to your Facebook page? Is that a, an option? Yeah, it works the same as the email list. Um, and, you know, you can say look like audience based on people that have visited my website or look like audience based on um, people who like my page. You know, you can create a custom audience of people who have visited your website in the past 60 days or 30 days. Or, you know, let's take a list of people who have purchased um, off my e-commerce site and then show ads to friends um, of theirs. Uh, So, you know, any action that somebody's taken that you can identify and you have their um, sort of 
information, so to speak. You can target them, acquaintances. So you can really create an audience, um, not from scratch. You're kind of starting uh, further down the road because you have a foundation uh, based on data and info that you already have. So that's another episode of Cutting Through the Noise. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, If you want to read more, hear more, view more, uh, you can visit our website. You can like us on Facebook and be sure to visit the Cutting Through the Noise YouTube channel.